Folks, you are listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show, and I'm bringing up the microphone just because it needs to be in the house with me is none other than, check this out, Jim the Real Mr. Bean Nelson. How are you doing today, Jim? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, that's what I used to do my son. I go, I'm, I'm Mr. Bean. So, I, who doesn't love Mr. Bean, right? <laughs> right. Rowan Atkins is, is one of the hilarious, com- most hilarious comedians there is. If if you watch the good side of him, he has a side of him that can be a little off color every now and then. Uh, but for uh, all intents and purposes, he he's he's pretty funny. I think he is. What was your favorite? Do you remember your favorite Mr. Bean uh, skit? Um. Oh, I can't remember which show it was, which movie it was from, but the one where. It was like it was his, he was on vacation and he had the kid with him and he was trying to get the kid back to his parents but everybody thought that he kidnapped this child right and they were in the middle of this like market area like street performers and and like improvising um yeah where he was trying to raise a buck to get out of town right yes that's the one and he like stole the head off of a mop so he could have like long hair for the skit that they were improvising. That was that was some hot stuff right there. Yeah, Austin Scott says Mr. Bean on vacation. That's right. So, yeah, that yeah. was that was fantastic. And he's sitting there and he's like imitate. He's like lip syncing to this uh, uh, opera. Uh huh. And, and and improvising a skit along with it. That skit right there, loved it. Right, right. Uh, Rich is in the house. He says good evening all. Good evening, Rich. Um, I got to tell you something kind of funny. Rich and I were talking the other day. Um, there's this group going around town. We're going to get into this in a minute. This this group in town, Indivisible, I think it's Indivisible of Oterra County. And their objective is, um, it's kind of a grassroots movement. And um, it it's, has to do with organizing people to resist Trump and to um, encourage our legislators to resist Trump. And um, they had this big open meeting announced and everything, and uh, they decided, uh, because they found out there's going to be opposition showing up, uh, to cancel to cancel the meeting. So they, de- I guess from what I understand, and I could be wrong about this, they decided to go underground with that meeting. So, uh, <laughs> so and not tell anybody. Rich Ford's in the room, uh, N0RIC, and I'll bet you know what that is, don't you, Jim? N0RIC. N zero what is it? N zero R I C. You know what that is, right? I don't. It's a it's a ham radio amateur radio call sign. Oh oh oh! I'm an, I'm okay. Sorry, my brain is not. Come on, Jim, wake up! It's showtime. <laughs> I right? know. Yeah. What, Austin? What is chickens? I have no idea. He just comments chickens. So, uh, Christie's in the house too. There she is. See how I'm uh, putting a little comments. Their comments, I can actually put them in the window. This is so cool. I like this new platform. So, uh, Jim, I don't have any shout-outs this week. Do you? Um, actually, I don't. What's yeah? I don't either. We've ran out of our few and minute group of friends, haven't we? I'm, yep, pretty much. I'm we have. You. Our, I feel like uh, what was the? I'm trying to think of the actor's name in uh, Lord of the Rings that played. El, Elrond, the king of the elves. Yep. And he says, 
Yeah. Our list of allies is growing thin. Yeah, that's what you feel like, huh? <laughs> that's that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Austin Scott says chickens. The people in the underground Trump meeting. Yeah, absolutely. That is absolutely correct. Uh, Rich Ford said, or not Rich Ford. I'm sorry. Rich Merrick said last night uh, when we were texting about this back and forth. He said uh, it's what cockroaches do when the, the light hits them. They scatter for the dark corners. Well, there you go. That's true. That's hey, true. Hey, I've got, I've got um, a few people that I've sent links to, and they are all telling me that they are having either very low connection or it won't come up at all. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. We've got other people in the room. They're watching and listening, so. Okay. Yeah, Never you know, mind. Tell them to hit F5 or get a new computer. Right? <laughs> wow. Yeah, right. Can I help it if they're using those 59 Android uh, tablets from Walmart? No, I'm kidding. Actually, I got wow. one of those. Seth has one of those. He never uses it. I use it on occasion, and it's pretty good. For $59, you can do a lot on it. So, so yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, Christy says hi to Chez, you know, so that's, uh, you know. I couldn't see it on Jason's Facebook page. Well, what page did you see it on? I'm curious to know. So, anyway, oh, I just lost, uh, there we go, I'm back on. So, I got these little notifications that pop up, and they, they block the comments. Um, hey, I don't think I appreciate that, Chez. Christy, you know I'm not really sure we really need Jason and Jim for our weekly chats. Just saying, that's funny. I don't care who you are, that's funny. That's so, I'm, I've got to tell you, there's a new feature. If you're watching the video, Jim, I can put these comments right up on the screen. So, Let's let's get into. Um, I gotta apologize to Chaz. Um, Trump's kind of had an emergency in the family, so he couldn't be with us tonight. Uh, here's what I'm talking about, Jim. Are you on the video? I well, I'm, I don't have the video on because okay. the lag would drive uh, me would drive me bad. You can but watch I can... it later. Yeah. Okay. So here, I'll turn it on and I'll just turn the turn volume the mute off. down. There you go. Yeah. There so go. this is really fun. So. Um, I got your comment up right there, the three question marks. So, anyway, let's get on. Oh, I meant to tell you. Chez, I apologize. Trump couldn't make it. He kind of had a family emergency tonight. Um, we had it all set up to work, and uh, it, it's just not going to work. But we'll, uh, we're will we going to try to do that again next week. So, that'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Jim, you got any quotes for me this week? I do. Yeah, I, Problems I sense that aren't... subtle Irish accent when you say, I do. How do you do I that do. with even such a two-sentence, two-word <laughs> sentence? How do you do what's that? What's wrong? What's what's wrong with you? You lover of basket hat, you. All right. Get on, me up. All the quotes. Go ahead. What's that? What's that? Go ahead. Going ahead with the quotes. Yes, please. Uh, pro problems are not stop signs; they are guidelines. Robert Schuler apparently said that. Robert, is that the Crystal Cathedral guy? Crystal Cathedral guy. Well, yeah, take it for what it's worth. A busted clock, even a busted clock is right twice a day. Yeah, um. I, which I, re <laughs> I heard an old cowboy on an old movie quote that said, a man who has two watches, no, a man that has a watch always knows the time, but a man who has two watches never never knows for sure. There you go. So. Um, okay. Uh, uh, we should not give up, and we should not allow the problem to defeat us. Wow. Who said I that? I can't even pronounce this guy's name. I can't pronounce the name. Uh, start where Make you are. <laughs> Abdul Kalam. Okay. That was, yeah, I read his stuff. The good stuff. Okay. Go on to the next one. 
Uh, start where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can. Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe, the famous oh. tennis player. No, I'm being okay. serious. He was a tennis player. <laughs> yeah. Read about him. You, yeah. you, you do that often enough that I'm not sure if you're joking right. or not. You it, do the same you thing could be to right, me. And you know, I'm not gonna, not a purpose. You, um, you make George up these Patton. words, and I don't know if they're in the dictionary or <laughs> I do not scribbled in words. your hat somewhere. Okay. I know, but I'm going to accuse um, you that until you die. You know that. Uh, oh, good Lord. Uh, George Patton, accept the challenges so that you can feel the exhilaration of victory. Yeah. And um, my last one, knowing is not enough, we must apply. Willing is not enough, we must do. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Okay. He wasn't a tennis player. I can almost guarantee you that. So, <laughs> got any more? Or have you exhausted nope. your daily resources? I have not exhausted my resources, but I'm going to stop at five. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Christy says you actually know what the words mean. I have no doubt. It's just that I don't, so when I don't, I'm going to accuse him of making him up. That's that's all there is to that, you know, So, and I'm just kidding. No, I don't think he's faking it, really, Chez. He, he knows his stuff. So, all right. Uh, so here's my quote. Freedom lies in being bold. Robert Frost. Yeah. So, uh, okay, I'll just move right along, Jim. Thought you might have. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, those who deny freedom to others deserve it not for themselves. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, let's see. Besides General Mattis, Patton will be the last great general we've had. I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, I think so, but I between the two of them, I don't know which one's better. I'm pretty impressed with both. Uh, let's see. Thomas Jefferson said, I predict future happiness for Americans if they can prevent the government from wasting the labors of the people under the pretense of taking care of them. Boy, that's oh, my. prophetic, isn't it? I want to I want to have that one tattooed across my forehead backwards so I can read it every day in the mirror. Yep. Okay, and uh, I've got another one here. Actually, i got three more. If we don't believe in the freedom of expression for people we despise, we don't believe in it at all. Noam Chomsky, and I hope I pronounced that right. So, um, and here's another one. Conformity is the jailer of freedom and the enemy of growth. Guess who said that? Well, you probably know. It's right there in the tracker. John F. Oh, Kennedy. I, you don't look at the I tracker, do you? You're just... Do you? Yeah, I'm sure you do. I, I, I do. I, I do kind of on an as-needed basis. <laughs> I was I was not reading ahead, though. Here's one by Paul Chez Sanchez. He submits this one. My favorite quote ever, there are known knowns. These are things we know that we know. There are known unknowns. That is to say, there are things that we know we don't know. But there are also unknown unknowns. These are things we don't know we don't know. I would have guessed Dr. Seuss, but that was Donald Rumsfeld. Okay. Wow. Nice. Okay. That's like right up there. Go ahead. Oh, go, no, go ahead. No, after That's right you. up there with... <laughs> If if a man knows how do they go? If a man knows he knows, he is a teacher. Follow him. If a man knows that he does not know, he is a child. Teach him. If a man does not know but thinks he knows, he is a fool. Avoid him. It kind of reminds me of that quote we did probably about a year ago. Uh, Jackie Gleason, if you have it, you know you have it, you have it. But if you have it and you don't know you have it, then you don't have it. If you don't have it and you think you have it, then you don't have it. Something along those lines. And I, it made total sense to me. Proceed ahead with extreme 
caution at a rapid rate of speed, and as long as it's perfect, it won't matter. Jumbo shrimp. Right. Uh, Army intelligence. Here's one from Christy. I like this. Yeah, there you go. Christy says, mares eat oats and goats eat oats. Okay. All right. Our quotes are degrading. She's she's reading from Yotera County Farmer's Almanac, I think. Um, So, wow, I have it. That's it. Wow. I got to pull this up. Here's a comment from Darren Larson. I have never been, I, I very rarely have been called this, and I thought he was, I thought he was talking to my dad at first. You're doing great, Brother Kurtman. I'm not used to being called Brother Kurtman too often, so that's it's interesting. Like Mr. Nelson's my dad, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, I could make a prodigal son joke there, but I won't. Uh, let's wow. see. Last quote by Dwight D. Eisenhower, another great general. A people that values its privileges above its principles soon loses both. There we oh, are. I like that. And, and there we are again, right? Yeah, if you noticed, I have got a theme going with this week's quotes that go around, they revolve around freedom. And, and responsibility. I, well, I got an email uh, today from this group asking me to sign a petition or go to a rally or something, a webinar or something, that they they wanted me, it had to do, they were upset that Trump was diminishing the First Amendment rights of the press. He's not diminishing their rights. They can pr- print anything they want. Anything they want. It should be true and he's holding it accountable to uh, holding them accountable to it. I'm getting yep. s- I'm getting sick and tired of the lies that are coming out from our mainstream media. And I- I'll give you an example of that. I think I put this in the biscuit tracker, Jim, and I'm going to run over there real quick to that. Okay. Um if I didn't put it in, I'm going to Oh yeah. Uh, there was a reporter for MSNBC News this week, uh, Mitchka Brzezinski, I think that was her first name. She made the comment, oh wow, I wish I had the sound clip of this. Uh, today I said it's the media's job uh, to, uh, to keep President Trump from making up his own facts. Not that it's our job to control what people think, but she did say that. Uh, they've amended this story, it's an update. Originally, her original quote was, I think that the danger, the, the danger, as you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make his own facts, and it could be that while unemployment and the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so that so much that he can actually control exact, exactly what people think, period. And then she added, and that's our job. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, no, that, that's what I think they would call a Freudian slip. No, I think you're right. I think she I think she slipped and said exactly what she meant. Yeah. Well, it's biblical. Out of the heart the mouth speaketh and she done blabbed yep. it right out of her mouth as the young boy yep. said. So, yeah. Say say that say that again to make sure people got it oh, the first time cuz that's that cuz that was worth that yeah. was worth hang, she, Go she ahead said, and say it again. Hang him on that tree. Okay, I'm going to say it again. She said, "I think that the dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media." trying to make up his own facts, and it could be that while unemployment and the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control exactly what people think, period, and that is our job. And go ahead and let Naaman be hung on his own tree. Yep. Yep, exactly. So, and this this just angers me to no end. Yep. I, I'm glad she said it. Don't get me wrong. I am very, very glad she said it because, yeah, like you said, she's she's giving her own, giving herself for the her own rope. 
But at the same time, this is just a, it's typical. It's typical of our media. I, I'll tell you what, Jim, I don't have cable TV. The only time I watch MSNBC or CBS or anything like that is when there's a video clip on Facebook. Uh, that, it, because that way I can get the comments and the people that will uh, post the truth underneath it. And uh, that's the only time. I don't watch it. So, hello, Summer. Good to have you in the room. Thank you for joining us. That's your friend, isn't it, Jim? Summer? Yeah, actually. Um, I was just... I was just about to send her a text to go to your page, and she ended up doing it on her own before yep. I could tell her to do it. Good stuff. Yep. Uh, Chess's comment says, I watched that video today, and at least they admitted they're trying to control us. Absolutely. All right. Let's get back. Uh, let's see. Jim, why don't you go ahead with your trivia? You got five ready for me, lad? See, I can do it, too. Probably not as good as this you, because you've got the red hair. <laughs> I, I, got a, gin- I was riding with a guy. He had red hair. He looked Irish to me. And I, I said to him, I said, are you Irish? And he was driving, and he, he almost dropped you know, dropped his hands off the steering wheel, and he looked, looked over at me, and he gaped his mouth wide open. He goes, you know, I feel Irish. <laughs> I love Wait, it. Wait, that was us. That was college. No, that was not us. I know who it was. It sounds like something I would say. <laughs> yeah, it does. But you are Irish. I am Irish. Either that or you're lying through your teeth and... <laughs> You don't work for MSNBC, well, do, do you? <laughs> no. Or CNN, no. Okay. Um, right. give, me, okay. give me your trivia. Okay. I was kind of rushing What ingredient... <laughs> okay. <laughs> what ingredient in fresh milk is eventually devoured by bacteria, causing the sour taste? What ingredient, what ingredient in fresh, in fresh milk, milk is is devoured that when it goes sour, creates the sour taste? Wow. Um you know what? I I I can't even venture a guess in that because the only ingredient I know of that's in milk oh, Rich Merrick has a guess. The only ingredient I know of that's in milk is milk. Um Rich says <laughs> fat. Is that correct, Jim? That is not correct. Okay. Rich, you get one of those two. There you go. Okay. Wah, wah, wah. All right. So, okay. Um, I'll give you a hint. I just okay, think you're being intolerant. Lactose. Yes, sir. Lactose, really? Yep. Cool. Hey. Well, okay. That makes sense, I guess. All right. Who, I'll go who with it. offered insurance against an accidental death caused by a falling Sputnik? Ooh. What? Well, the what, only man I know that sold company? the the only man I knew that sold insurance was Marlon Perkins. But I, you know, maybe if <laughs> it fell on a bear, maybe he would sell insurance uh, to the bear. I dare say that if you extended your list of famous insurance companies by one, you would probably guess this. So it's not Mutual of Omaha. Um, it's not. It's not Mutual of Omaha. State Farm or Farmers Insurance Group. Think a little bit more internationally. Okay. Internationally? Oh. Internationally. Would, would Lords of London? Lloyds of London is correct. Okay. Uh, Rich guessed that in the chat room as well. <laughs> Good job, Rich. Get, yeah, I'm going to have to bake him some cookies. All right. Or something. I, you know. Anyway. Okay. Get, um, you ready? Name the world's biggest island. Oh. 
It's not a continent, too, is it? Uh, no. I'm going to see... Uh, Christy Ryle uh, guesses Mutual of Omaha. No, that's wrong, Christy. No, I'm kidding. I'm looking at... I'm going to guess Greenland. You would be correct with Greenland. Hey! Awesome! Uh, um, How many of you got? Is that three? I believe that one, two, three. Yes, that is three. Um, Man, alive. Dawn says Greenland. Uh, She got it, too. Name the world's longest river. Oh, um, it's going to be one of two. I'll, I'll tell you what. Well, let's give a 10-second countdown and see if anybody in the chat room gets it. Rich says the Nile. Is he correct, sir? He is not correct. Okay, so that leaves, I'm going to guess, one other. Let's see. Let's give a 10-second. Come on, fellas. Ladies, gentlemen, uh, okay, Austin Scott is guessing the Amazon. Austin Scott is correct. Okay, if you if you said he was wrong, I was going to say, okay, that means one of three. Uh, so, Austin <laughs> Scott, congratulations. Tell him what he's won, yeah, Jason. He's won one of these. There. You can't explain this. All right, good job, Austin. All right. Okay. You got one more for me, and then it's my turn. The last one is a little bit more difficult, and honestly, I'm not sure that I would have gotten this one. Um, where would you find the world's most ancient forest? The world's most ancient forest? The oldest forest in the world. At least according to this source. What's the source? Tell me that. That might give me a hint. <laughs> what was this... Uh, BuzzNigeria.com Okay, never mind. That doesn't do a thing for me. (laughs) I was hoping you'd say something like Robin Hood or something like that. You know. Um, Rich says Arizona? No. And Austin says Egypt. Mm, Not rainforest, just forest. Just forest. I'm going to say the Black Forest in Germany? No. That's a good guess, though. Um, Okay, well, I got one more. Um, okay, okay. Isn't there a forest in the in the uh, Kobe Desert in um, China? Is it Kobe Desert in China? I'm glad my dad's not listening. The Gobi. The Gobi. The, uh, the Gobi Desert. I, thought it was I Kobe, believe like they're Kobe cheese. Uh, no. <laughs> they don't make the Kobe cheese in China. They do not make Gobi You're cheese in China. You're kidding me. Okay. Fourth a shot. Forest um, gump. Okay. I think she's saying wow. I'm Forrest Gump. I don't know what that means. That's the thing with this delay. Because I know they're listening like 10 seconds behind us talking, which is kind of like the, the relationship answer. with my wife, but that's another story. All right. Um, yeah, go ahead. The wow. answer. With the Rodney Dangerfield jokes. Uh, Daintree Forest, north of Cairns in Australia. Australia. Yes, sir. They have the world's largest collection of venomous snakes, from what I understand. Weesh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Are you ready for my trivia? See, I'm now ready for your trivia. This. i got to stop us, or we're going to end up having a drive-by shooting. Uh, a drive-by fruiting. Yeah, there you go. Or, yeah, I said fruit shooting, didn't I? We don't want a drive-by shooting. <laughs> Fruiting's okay, you know. I live in Detroit. We don't need any shootings. Right. we got enough. you got enough fruits there, too. I know. I've been there. Okay. No, that's California. <laughs> Here's a good question for you. How many movies... Okay. 
did Marion Robert Morrison have a death scene in? Good heavens, I'd have to know who who Marion What's-Her-Face Morrison is in the it's first a, place. Okay, I'll give you a hint. It's not a she. And I know Chez is going to get this. Or at least he'll, he'll know who Marion Robert Morrison is. I'll give you a hint. His first name was John. And cre we've already got a winner. Oh, wait a second. We've already got a winner. Who, yeah, who, I know what John you're talking about, but I don't know how it many... Was John the Revelator. No. Austin Scott... He's got it. He says, yep. which which yep. one do you think it is? Nope. Austin got it. I I don't know what the how many. Okay. Well, name uh, if you don't know how many, then name them. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess one. Okay, guess one, and I'll tell you if you're right. No, no, I'm saying. I, oh, you're guessing the you, number one. I'm guessing the number one as the number of times he died in a movie because I don't remember well, there being that many. It's not necessarily how many. How many he died in, or how many? How the question is not how many did he die in; it's how many did he have a death scene in. Other movies he died in, but you didn't see it. It was implied. Oh. So the number is seven, and Christy Ryle got it. So and oh, Austin good Scott going. says the shootest. Yes, it was the shootest, nineteen seventy-six. The Cowboys, nineteen seventy-two. Sands of Iwo Jima, 1949, Wake of the Red Witch, 1949, The Fighting Seabees, 1944, and Reap the Wild Wind, 1942. Now, here's the next trivia question. How many of those movies, um, how many films are there where his death is not seen? <laughs> how many are there? Let's see if anybody's guessing. Nobody's guessing yet. This is kind of hard. Uh, it, it plays off the other one. Not really fair. I'll just throw a number out there, Jim. Okay. Uh, whereas death is not seen. I'm going to say an additional four. Whoa. Christy threw out the number just at random and got it right. It was seven. You did the same thing, Jim. You got it right. It was four. It was. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, 1962, in the sea... In the Sea Chase, 1955, in The Deceiver, 1931, and in Central Airport, 1933. John Wayne doesn't even speak in the movie, and he's barely even recognizable as one of the men aboard a downed airplane. He was kind of like an extra. Should they even count that? Okay, here's the next trivia. He was there. I'm going to give you one more trivia question, Jim, and then I'm going to go into trivia um, that you're more likely to know, because it's in your Please. field. It's in your field. <laughs> We're going to talk okay. about it's it's mime it's trivia about mimes. No, just kidding. Oh, great. <laughs> he had four wives. Their names were Joan, Joanne, and Joanna. Those were the first three wives. His fourth wife's name was Alexis. He started his career as a ventriloquist and he loved tennis and astronomy. Who was he? Oh, goodness. Um he loved tennis and astronomy, and he had four, four wives. wives. Their names were Joan, Joanne, and, and Joanna, and Alexis. And he was, and he was, and he was a ventro, a ventro. Yeah, he, he started speak. his career as a ventriloquist. I really thought somebody in the oh, chat room might I'm, get this. I'm yeah. trying to think of the old timey. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I'm not. It's not. It's not happening. <laughs> That is amazing, Ed. Okay, you're still not thinking, huh? Um, it, my brain's not... It's a little bit before the time frame of the stuff that I watched. Paul says, I had four wives, but it ain't me. That's true. And no, it was not McCarthy. 
Um, let me give you a hint. Um, he I was, probably would have guessed McCarthy. At the beginning of his act, sometimes he would fake swing a golf club. Johnny Ed, Carson? Yeah, Johnny Carson. No, it wasn't Ed Sullivan, Jez, but it was. you're close. Yeah, Johnny Carson. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine having three wives? Joanne, Joanna. No, jo- Joan, Joanna. No, I'm just, just if, if it's confusing for me, it had to have been confusing for Johnny. <laughs> Joan, Joanne, and Joanna, and Alexis. Boy, talk about getting in trouble. You know, do you ever call your girlfriend by your old girlfriend's name? That'll that'll get you in trouble. Yeah, right. I I did it once, just once. Um, <laughs> um, that wasn't my wife st- either. And you still have a nervous tick from it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's why I wear the glasses now. I'm like, you know, the Three Stooges. You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, would you? Yeah. Right. Okay, you ready for your familiar trivia? What is a, and I hope I pronounce this right, Mumei, M-U-M-E-I. What is an M-U-M-E-I? M-U-M-E-I. Mumei. I, is, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. M U M E I. Yes. Uh good heavens. That I don't know. Nope. Uh, let's see. It has to do with an autograph. Oh, is that the uh, the stamps that the Japanese would use? They're supposed to have their. The, the the custom made stamps that the Japanese would use to do uh, uses their signature on what on 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 documents on letters and <laughs> official documents. Well, maybe so if the pen was mightier than the sword, but not so the case. A mumei or mumai, whatever it is, is actually Jed, uh, Jed, Jim. Uh, let's see if anybody's got it. Nope. Um, it is a blade without a signature. Oh. Yeah, I stumped you in your own field of expertise. See how you are? I'm so sorry. I feel guilty now. Hopefully you'll, <laughs> you'll get this one now. Are you ready? Okay. The red-headed Irish ninja. What is... It's two words. I'm going to pr- try to pronounce it, and then I'm going to spell it. Kokyuho. It's K-O-K-Y-U space H-O. Kokyo. Yes. Now this sounds really familiar. Um, oh, okay. Hey ho means strategy. Um, Kokyo. K o k y u h o. And I know of a martial art, uh, Kokyuru, but Kokyo. What, what, what's the Kokyuru? Um, it's a yeah. I don't know what the word Kokyo actually means. Um, but it's a it's a form of if it's, it's a form of, of karate, and I believe it has like only three kata in the entire okay. system, if I'm not mistaken. The word but, is no, that's co- yeah, go that's ahead. Kobru. I'm sorry, never mind. Go ahead. The it's actually the word uh, it comes from karate. Uh, it's breathing exercises. Oh yes. Let's see, yeah, actually, Jim. I can make words up, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, that would explain why I'm right. not getting them, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. No, no they're, they're not Googled. I, I mean, they are Googled. That's what I mean. They're, they're a little bit of research went into that. 
So uh, Chess is in here. I think he's starting his own show on the side. It says, my third wife's name was Rose. I had a rose tattooed on me, and she asked why I didn't put her name. I told her the flower was nicer. She said it was so I wouldn't have to explain some other woman's name on my, to my next wife. She was right. Okay. Hmm. Okay, going to hide wow. that comment. Yeah, so. Wow. All right, so let's see. Where are we at? <laughs> let's get into the biscuits. The biscuits. Okay. Have you had any biscuits? Have you seen what I got behind me on the counter here? This is really cool. I've got... I'm good. Biscuits I'm, in the fridge. I haven't I'm made gonna them yet. Crack this open this week. I don't know if it'd be good or not. Country sausage gravy, Libby's. But Libby's is a pretty good brand name. Um, I I wasn't if, paid. If to it says Libby's, that. Libby's, Libby's on the label, 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 oh, you will yeah. like it, like it, like it on your table, table, table. Said the woman named Mabel, Mabel, Mabel. Wow. Okay. Or maybe it was Clark Gable, Gable, Gable. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um. You know what? Before we get into the biscuits, we we let's handle a little bit of business. Um. Folks, don't forget that uh, you can listen to us on demand on TheBigBasin.com and our fantastic website.com or VintageBiscuits.com or on the Big Basin Roku channel. And you can hear us every morning on the Leading Edge Radio Network.com every morning at 7 a.m. Mountain Time. That's, let's see, I think that's 8 o'clock Central, right? Yeah. And uh, 9 o'clock Eastern uh, in the morning. Um, let's see, what else we got, Jim? Um, oh, I got to tell you this. After last week's show, you know, our sponsor is sudsysopery.com and mysudsycrate.com, and there is a discount code. You can get a 10% discount using the word Jason. Well, after last week's show, as Donald Trump would say, a huge order got placed with them, and I got a, uh, a message from them thanking uh, thanking us, Jim, for our sponsorship uh, of the Very cool. or for their ability to sponsor us. They sponsor us here. Uh, I think it was after this week's show. It might have been uh, from the syndicated version, but either way, they got a huge order. Um, huge. Th- yeah, that's going to be like a new phrase these days. So, ever since Donald Trump got in, um, so um, but yeah, uh, sudsysopery dot com, and they went crazy. I mean, uh, they just ordered a lot of stuff, so they're going to be. Washing their armpits from here until Christmas, probably, <laughs> uh, or shaving. So let's see what else am I? Oh, uh, check out the survey. You can go to um, our fantastic website. We got a survey there. We like getting input uh, about the show from our listeners. And let's see, Jim. I think that just about does it, doesn't it? Or as as, as Desi Arnaz once said, "Dissel does it." Dissel does it. <laughs> yeah, I like Desi Arnaz. You know, he Dissel does it. Uh, let's see. Oh, what? Ricky. Oh my. That was scary. <laughs> Let's see. Only good sausage gravy is made from scratch. Uh, this is true. Uh, I plan on scratching that can open eventually. I'll tell you that. So, yep. So, and Don says it's not that bad. So, we'll find out, Don. All right. Let's see. Let's get into the biscuits now. I got some interesting stories this week. We already mentioned the one uh, from MSNBC. Um, we'll tell you what to think. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, I, I read a comment from a, here's one. We're going to start at the bottom, Jim. Um, I read a comment. I don't even remember what, where it was from or whatever. I think it was from, uh, one of our local liberals or something. Uh, they made the comment, we're all immigrants. And I don't take offense to that because I don't think it's an, it's offensive to be an immigrant. However, um, I'm not an immigrant. I, I was born here in the United States. I am the great, great, great grandchild of an immigrant, but I am not an immigrant. Um, what, what's your take on that? We're all immigrants, Jim. 
Well, here's the funny thing. They're right, but my question is, is how far back are they going? Yeah, but are you specifically you, an immigrant? Uh, actually, <clears throat> actually, no. I thought you could tell me you were born in Canada or something. I was like, oh, well. Then, no, uh, no, no, okay. no. Okay. Yeah, so, so that's what I'm getting at. I mean, if we're all immigrants, why even use the word immigrant? Right. So, I, I just, I, here's the thing with liberals. They use these nice little catchy soft phrases that make us feel warm and fuzzy, and they're completely inaccurate. And, and I call it a distractionary technique. Uh, to, you know, for, for people, quite honestly, who don't have common sense that God gave a frying pan. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. Oh, thanks. It's just off the top of my head. I, I, I like that. Yeah. I could have said a box of lint, but everybody's heard that one before. I like to come up with new stuff every now and then. Um, that, you know. But anyway, I, that's the thing about the. Here's another thing. And Rich, you can chime in here too. We have a local Democrat uh, who recently made the comment that illegal, uh, that the word illegal is uh, not an adjective. It's not used to describe a person. It's used to describe an act. Well, I got to thinking about that. Um, yeah, <laughs> Paul Chess says, I made a joke about the frying pan. Thanks, Chess. Um, <laughs> I got to thinking about that. And I so I looked it up. I thought, well, maybe they're right. Okay? So I looked it up in the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, which is, by the way, one of the most liberal... Um, they, they've gone liberal. Um, they actually have their own... They've softened down a lot of words. Uh, I believe they've made fascism um, refer to the to right... To conservative. Yeah, uh, yeah. To mean the conservatives. Uh, one of many groups that has done that. So this is coming from a liberal source uh, that they said uh, the word illegal can be used to describe a person and it exactly... Uh, if it's the description for an illegal alien, they actually use that. Uh, Ches, or Rich says his new term is criminal migrants. I like that too. But what I, what I am, I'm going to continue to use illegal aliens because if the liberals say they're not, I'm going to say, oh yes, they are. Look it up in your dictionary. Let me help you with the alphabetical order of where that's found. Um, so that's another thing where, you know, liberals will say, well, it means this or this or this, and it's just a distractionary technique. That's all it is. I I get tired of every time that the definition of words isn't convenient for them that they start redefining words. It sort of reminds me back of, uh, was it George Orwell's 1984? Uh-huh. And within the book, they had uh, the Ministry of Love, the Ministry of Truth, and the Ministry of, what was the other one? At any rate, and what you ended up finding out that the Ministry of Truth was actually their propaganda arm. The Ministry of Love was actually security. And I can't remember what the third one was, but it was uh, the Ministry of Freedom, which was actually... Uh, I may be mixing some things up. But the idea is is that if you redefine a word, you can, you can destroy the concept. Like... Sure. Uh, uh, Freedom from fear. Or Kobe freedom Desert. From Sorry. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> freedom from fear is freedom. It's security. Right. And Nazi Germany had plenty of security, but not much in the way of freedom. Right. Yep. You know, so there's there's things you can do with, with words that destroy the the meaning that they're they're intended to express. Yep. Yep. Um 
here's another thing to think about. Um, apparently, it's been reported, so take it for what it's worth, that some of the reported that some of the people that have been deported, um, their children were not deported with them, and they were left here. And um, I, I don't get me wrong; it's not that I don't have sympathy for children left here because their parents were deported. Now that could be for several different reasons. Number one, they were born in the United States. And therefore, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, are then considered United States citizens by nature of their birthplace. So that could be part of the th- part of it. And, and it could be that they're deciding to leave their children here because this is a better country. I get that. And, th- and that's their option. But what it boils down to is, you know, when we pull, as a cop, when I pulled somebody over on the side of the road and they had a car full of, thank you, it's not too often I'm correct. Um, they have a car full of people, uh, children, and yet they're hauling uh, a sack of cocaine or marijuana or whatever, illegal substance, just by nature of the fact that they have children in the car does not give them a get-out-of-jail-free card. Right. It doesn't. So if you commit the illegal act of gaining entry into our country without the proper channels, what makes you think that having children is going to be any different? The, the thing is, is that they don't think that it's any different. What they think is, is if they throw enough smoke into the air, that they'll, they'll be able to, they'll be able to create enough confusion that they can get away with it. This has no, this has nothing to do with about what they honestly think is legitimate. They're trying to get away with something and that's it. Well, and they'll use whatever means right. they can to confuse the, to confuse the subject. And, and, and stupidly enough, our own, our own, the, the, the liberal end of our own government are willing participants with that. Well, Chess says here the intent is to have the child here so the parents can stay as well. Nowhere in the law, to my knowledge, does it say that's an option. If it was, we wouldn't be deporting these people. Yeah. It, it, here's the, here's the thing that's odd to me. And, and well, may, maybe I shouldn't anticipate where you're going. Are you going anywhere else with this? Not really. Take it away, Jim. Well, okay, we talked a little bit about this earlier in the week, and, and here's the thought. You bring, you come into our country illegally. You bear children while you're here illegally. And the United States law says that any, anyone born here is a citizen. My thought is, is that this should be the exception to the rule. Because if you've come and you've not come in good faith, you've not come in accordance with our laws, if you've not entered our country as a citizen, as a citizen or somebody pursuing citizenship through lawful means, then anything that is accomplished to your benefit should be null and void, including the citizenship of your children. That's an That seems concept. heartless, but to be, it sounds heartless, but let's be honest. This is invasion. Well, if you did not come here legally, yeah. then you are an invader. And anyone that you brought with you or caused to be born here is an invader right along with you. Take them back. Don't come back. And other countries, they understand this. There's nobody that doesn't actually get this. Everybody gets this. But we're supposed to be so stupid that we let it go. That My question is, and, oh, boy, you're getting a... 
standing ovation in the chat room, if there is such a thing. My question is, in France and Germany and all these European countries, if you're an illegal alien and you have children in their country, are your children considered citizens in those countries? No, absolutely not. Well, then why shouldn't the standard be the same if we're talking about Ill illegal aliens and immigration? Shouldn't the standard be the same, not by virtue of law, but just by virtue of common sense? Shouldn't the standard be pretty much the same internationally? I would, I would agree. The, the thing that we get into is we get this thing with, well, we should be better than other countries. We are better than other countries, but stop using our best qualities against us. We're not stupid. Knock this garbage off. This is an invasion, plain and simple, and I don't care if it's the people that come in illegally or if it's the people that they cause to be born over here. Take your stupidity, go back where you came from. If you want to come into this country, do it legally or don't bother. Right. I, I totally agree. And speaking of stupidity, Jim, we'll move along now because here's my favorite stupid person on the Internet, and I hope I pronounce his name right, um, George Takai. Did I say that right? Yeah, George Takai, yep. right? Um, George the guy, kind of, I guess. He recently put a poll up on Twitter. Did you hear about this? This is no. unreal. Yeah, Trump put a poll up on it, or not Trump, Takai put a poll up, and it said, and I quote, Trump says the media is the true enemy of the American people, so let's take a poll. Who do you think does more harm to the American people? His two options given in the poll were the unfair, and I put that in quotes, news media, or President Donald Trump. Well, as his poll was nearly 70,000 votes, uh, 49% chose the media, and 51% chose Trump. So it was going in his favor just by, by 3%. 1%, yeah. 3%. Um, oh, okay. But because the margin was so close, he was getting afraid that it would be overtaken. Guess what Mr. Takai does? <laughs> he deletes the poll. You sure he doesn't have a job in the media? Sorry, no. I went there. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, he I'm very well could. So, yeah, it's just, here's another thing, another instance, another evidence of the liberal people, when things don't go their way, they make things up, or as this uh, woman on MSNBC did, quickly recanted what she said. George DeGuy came back on and said, well, the poll was being hacked, and that's why I took it down. Being hacked, yeah, well. Right, right, prove right. it. I, and, and here's another thing. I am getting so sick of the liberals, Maxine Waters especially. I cannot stand that woman. I'd like to scare her half to death and then do it again. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I'm so tired of... See, I've lost my train of thought now, Jim. No, <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, um, Sorry. But the, twisting and using words and saying things that just, you know... Like the Russian hackers. That's Thank you, Chez. You just reminded me. The... The, nobody hacked our election. That is a terminal. That what happened is the liberals are taking it a step further. Their own computers, their own servers got hacked, and truth was revealed in the way they were running and doing things. Now say, the, say that. They, they say said, that again. Yeah. Well, the, you know the WikiLeaks and everything else that came out and said this is what the uh, Democratic National Convention... Chez probably knows a lot more about this than me. But they, the, the 
common terminology, the phraseology from the liberal media and, and Maxine IQ of Waters, um, says that our election got hacked. Our election did not get hacked. Not in the way that they're saying that, you know, you know, when you think of getting hacked, you think of somebody breaking into your computer and changing the results. You know, like, shall right. we play a game? That sort of thing. Right, right. That did not happen. What got hacked was the Democratic National Convention's, their, uh, uh, their, their computers, and, okay, yeah, Chez, you're right. <laughs> Chez says, dude, you don't want me to weigh in, I'll be going on for hours. Yeah, that's true, he would. Um, Chez, you ought to talk about this on your show. That would be great. But the, our election did not get hacked, and that's the phrase that they're using. It didn't, no. The Democrats' computers got hacked. Information was leaked. It might have affected the election, but if it affected the election, it did it in a good way because um, some some truth was revealed. I, I w- when I go to the polls, I want to know what's true. Right. So it, but our election did not get hacked. Computers got hacked. Now what? If the only what, if, uh, if our election got hacked, it's because of people like this young man in New Jersey that. Oh, <laughs> Chez, we'll talk. <laughs> what what so. facts? What facts was it that were that were obtained? Oh, uh, about in New Jersey, um, was the young man that was registering dead voters that was caught doing it. That's how an election gets actually hacked without the computer or the electronics. So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. The we we gained information about. The, the liberal practices. Sure. Where they were trying to hack the election. Supposedly. That, that, no, please don't uh, use the word hack the election. Hack the computers. Uh, I'm sorry. They, they, they were trying to hack the computers on, and they were falsifying voter entries and we found out about it. No. No. Okay. Not necessarily. The, they were, what they this were. This is what I'm trying to. They were finding out some of the things uh, and Chez, I'm going to go back and listen to your show. They were basically finding out about the tactics that the Democratic Convention was using. Um, they were using, uh, there was, Chez, pop in here real quick. There was the name of the female president of the Democratic National Convention that was involved in a scandal. And that information, from what I understand, was released through those hacks. And, and, and there's no proof that the Russians even did it. Um, nobody really knows. It could have been anonymous. It could have been... A source for WikiLeaks? I don't know. But I'm going to go back and listen to Chez's show last week again, because I did listen. I listened to it when I go through to uh, type in notes. Uh, but I, I do hit the fast-forward button every now and then as uh, for the sake of time. Okay, so Debbie, what ended up happening was Rich we says found De- out. Yeah. Rich, uh, now, see, i got to put this up here. Debbie Washerman Schultz. That was her name. I'll have so to what we found out was that they were registering... No. Voters that... Not necessarily that. That could be part of it. I don't know. Um, but they were finding out all these different tactics, and things were being released on WikiLeaks. Uh, one of the things, I believe, was that Hillary Clinton was uh, being funded uh, by some foreign entities that were not necessarily our allies. Things of that nature. There was all sorts of things that they were finding out. And of course, it was being released on WikiLeaks and Facebook. N- never heard about it on the mainstream media or anything. Um, and of course, finding out that they were f- falsifying and, and doing all of these things right. is going to have an is going to have an effect, and people are going to decide, hey, we don't want people in office that are going to do that. 
it, it so it didn't. Ha- so the, they didn't so hack the truth the came out and they they right. hacked the computers, released the information, and in in essence, possibly changed some votes. But the the votes changed weren't done through the computer. Uh, they were done in people's minds, which is the way it's by supposed to be. Revealing by right. revealing truth. Okay, let's see here. The here's a good one comment from Chez. If I can get it up here. Also not showing up on mine. I'm trying to get it up. The recent Trump leaks had the GOP blaming that leaks and not the info. Same in reverse what happened to the Dems. It's not about the hack, it's about the info. Exactly. That's exactly right. So Well, see, this is the problem. And this goes back to what we talked about about how the Democrats um define words. If you interfere with their ability to deceive the American people, right? Then you've done something wrong. Okay. And Jim, let's cut off cuz I just looked at the time and we are getting there, brother. This this episode's gone by pretty fast. Okay. Faster than a flying frying pan. There you go. Um <laughs> Okay, thanks to Joe that guy Martin, weekly fact. 2004, the mayor of Wallace, Idaho, a town with a population of under 800 people, declared that the town was the center of the universe. Sounds like liberal to me. <laughs> Complete wow. with a manhole cover painted to mark the site. Yeah. Okay, here's a couple That's of... phenomenal. A couple of strange laws for you. In Hawaii, coins are not allowed to be placed in one's ears. I'll have to remember that next time I go. Uh, Tombstone, Arizona. It's illegal for men and women over the age of 18 to have less than one missing tooth visible when smiling. Yeah, that's Arizona. <laughs> okay. So, yep, just says too much heavy thinking. My brain it hurts. All right, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. This will, we'll, we'll talk about this next week, but Hitler's telephone recently sold at auction for $243,000. There's some good stories there, some good uh, dialogue to be had there. The coin win is for rich. Yeah, he keeps stamps in his ears. I'm sure of that. Um, so, maybe. I've never seen stamps in his ear, but I've had my suspicions. Anyway, uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, a guy at work told me about this recipe, and I am going to try it within the next couple of months. It's horseradish beet sauce. I'll read it off real quick. 12 ounces of fresh horseradish root peeled, rinsed, and cut into 2-inch chunks. 1 cup of chopped peeled beets. 3 quarter cup of good quality apple cider vinegar, which is good for what ails you. Uh, 1 third cup of sugar and 1 half teaspoon of salt. Put it in a food processor, blend it all up, and uh, put it in the uh, airtight container and, and chill it until you serve it. He told me this stuff was just to die for. So now what? What do you? What? What's some of the common suggested uses for that? Um, he said it's great with chicken, hamburgers. He said you could put it on anything. Basic meats. Oh. Yeah. So multi-purpose food enhancer. Yeah, and anything with horseradish sauce, I'm there. I, I ah. like. I like horseradish sauce. So. Uh, yeah, we got to try to get dump uh, Trump dump back. <laughs> we got to try to get Trump back on the show next week. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Um, we talked about that last week. Um, Jim, how's your um, how's your martial arts training going? It's going. Uh, this Saturday, I have my black belt test. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little bit uh, a little bit nervous, but I think in the final analysis, I think I'll do okay. Okay. Well, you know what? If you get down to the end and you're coming real close to winning and you're not sure how it's going, 
you know, just go into that swan crane thing from the movie, you know. That, <laughs> you'll you'll have it there. They'll go, they'll look at you and go, oh man, this guy knows his stuff. Don't mess don't yeah, mess with him. I absolutely. am I am the ginger ninja. Do not mess with me. There you go. Yep. So let's see what else we got going on here, Jim. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna run back over to the biscuits page real quick. Um, let's see what else we got. Oh, real yeah. He well, you know what? Uh, there is a petition going on right now. Have you ever shot a B-27 law enforcement target? No, I have not. Okay, it's basically a white target with a silhouette, like the old FBI, like the FBI used to oh, use in the movies. Okay, yes, yeah. yes, I have. So there is a petition online for law enforcement and the general population to stop using these targets. They said it's making people um, too mentally trained to shoot at African Americans. I agree. We should make them pink. I got nothing. I just think this is stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. It's it's stupidity gone to seed, or as my dad says, ignorance gone to seed. Right. I just, um, yeah, I just, I got nothing. It's just, you know. I'm sorry. I don't look at a crayon and think of African Americans. Right. It, it uh, my computer. I'm looking at the case on my computer. It happens to be black. I look at a crayon and go, I, I wonder what this one tastes like. No, I don't. Really. <laughs> So. You know, come on, really? Rich, Th just... Rich says make them black with a white silhouette. Somebody's going to complain about that. You know, say it's reverse discrimination or something. No, no, I was and going to for, which I would say, we're, reason, well, we're but... all being targeted. No, sorry, that was bad. Um, right. Oh, by the way, Chess says those who show up beside his Facebook page crossed into thirteen hundred likes tonight. Congratulations, Chess. All right. Well, folks, it is time for us to close out the Biscuits and Gravy Show. I do hope you all had a great night. Jim, I'm going to leave you with a last word. Please, everybody, turn on the Amber Alerts on your phone, the life you save. Maybe someone you know and care about. Adios, you chicken-plucking little stinker!